Hey everyone, welcome back to the Freedom Podcast. Katie here with Alexis, and we, as always, are very enthusiastic about the topic we are going to talk about today, (laughs) but specifically because we have been through quite the journey, um, both individually and also with, I think, our friends and people that we know that are close to us um, regarding dating, regarding the just dating culture we live in. And so the topic today is what should you look out for? What are some red flags in dating? And how can we potentially avoid hurt, avoid frustration by making sure that we are aware of some of these red flags? And um, these are things that I wish I would have taken seriously maybe five, 10 years ago when I first was kind of starting to date more. I didn't really date in high school, actually, um, because I was so focused on athletics. It was more so like in college and then after college and then into my mid to late 20s before I met my husband at age 28. So quite a few years of dating. And uh, I know we both have talked about this and um, just the lessons we've learned. We have a, I feel like this is probably one of our most requested asked about topics as well. What would you say? I mean, I feel like people just struggle with this in general a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I think that our culture does push being, you know, in relationships, in marriage, like before 30, because, you know, God forbid, if you're still single at 30. Um, but yeah. I think that we're, <laughs> more, it's, it's so true. Like, what you know, I, about 30? Oh my goodness. No, no, yeah. I have absolutely loved my 30s, but that's a whole different yeah. topic. But Ooh, um, you should, another podcast episode would be why 30s are better than 20s. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, I totally agree. But yeah, I think just like from same as you, I didn't date in high school. I didn't really start talking to guys until I was about like 17, 18. Yeah. And I came from a really great home. I came from a great mother and father example. So I knew what a man should look like in a relationship, um, what is required of him. My dad always told us like, you know, you should be treated this way. And he would tell my brother, you treat a woman this way, Um, just out of respect and all these things. But I definitely fell victim to like, I guess, loneliness in the sense of I did settle a lot of the times with people that I just entertained. And when I was in my 20s, I definitely was, you know, partying and doing things like that. So I wasn't attracting the person that God would have had for me because I wasn't doing the things that I should have been doing. And, you know, some red flags, I think the biggest one is the number one is not actually having a relationship with the Lord and not making God a priority in their life. I definitely dated guys who said they were quote unquote Christians, but their actions were bipolar opposite. And, you know, words are great, but actions are better. And that shows you truly who that person is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I look back and we were just chatting right before we started recordings, like, I sometimes when I would date someone and then things wouldn't work out, I would just be like, okay, is it me? Like I would always go back to maybe I'm not enough. Maybe I, um, you know, need to be like, you know, sexier or more fun or this or that or whatever. And it would always go back to me. And then I realized now years later that that was God's hand over me protecting mm-hmm. me from what he didn't have for me. Cause I was chasing after something that was not good for me and I wanted it so bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I always just think like, 
God doesn't withhold good things from us. He withhold he withholds the things that are going to hurt us. And, you know, we have to also though, be prepared for these good things. Like me and my boyfriend talk about all the time. If we didn't go through the things that we went through and really made sure that we were in a healthy place before we started dating, like our relationship would probably look completely different or we wouldn't even be together. So right. we really sat down early and talked about, you know, these are the things I struggle with. These are the things, this is my past. And we are very, very open with each other. And we want to make mm -hmm. sure that we are both in a healthy place to be in a committed relationship with each other. Right. Um, right. So yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. How it kind of no, went just in to my kinda, Yeah. To kind of go off what you were saying, like I had definitely years of frustration feeling like, man, I, maybe there is something wrong. Like maybe they're obviously yeah. we're all sinners. We all fall short. We all make mistakes. But I started to think like, maybe I'm just meant to be single the rest of my life. And some mm -hmm. people definitely are called to singleness because of the um, just call in on their life from God to just make such a difference in their, in their singleness, which is right. so true. I think a lot of times we look at singleness as a curse, but actually it's a blessing because think yeah. about how much time you devote to a relationship, which you should, you know, time, yeah. effort, energy, you can devote even more so to the kingdom and to what right. God's calling you to in singleness. But for sure, I felt very frustrated most of my twenties. Um, and I would say I kind of felt, I kind of fell into this place, which this is unfortunately I did not listen to red flag number one that we have listed, which mm -hmm. relationship with God is not a priority. Um, in my early 20s, I definitely felt some rejection just by guys that were around my age, you know, early 20s, which now I look back mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, well, of course they were going to, of course it was a mess because most yeah. of the people that I was talking to were just very immature and were right. not um, we're not living lives that demonstrate any sort of fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, but I felt kind of rejected. And so what I ended up yeah. doing was settling yeah. in relationships where, um, the individual was not placing God first. Sometimes yeah. a couple of people that I dated were actually professing agnostics or atheists. And then I wondered mm -hmm. why it wasn't working out when mm -hmm. we would get in arguments about God and mm -hmm. I would want them to be honoring me in a certain way but yet mm -hmm. if they are not if they are not actually um, committed to following god's commandments then really what is the motivation for them to yeah. treat you well it's yeah. probably just going to be a give and take more of a transactional relationship as opposed yeah. to them really working on um being sanctified in the process of if they are right. a committed Christian. So there's a huge difference because unfortunately, if you are a non-Christian, then relationships are just kind of about like what you can get from the person yeah. um, most of the time, because you don't have that foundation of actually we're meant to glorify God, love God, and then love other people right. uh, sacrificially, selflessly. Well, if we don't have Jesus to look to, like, why would you love someone selflessly? I mean, yeah. unless you have a selfish motive. So right. for sure, that was something that I struggled with was yeah. um, feeling rejected and then sacrificing my standards and mm -hmm. um, really succumbing to pressure from the culture. Well, maybe them being a Christian really isn't that important, mm -hmm. but definitely mm -hmm. if you are a Christian, um, we're commanded kind of going into our number two is a red flag would be being unequally yoked. And um, mm -hmm. this is a term that's thrown around a lot, but mm -hmm. we wanted to dive into it and kind of define it. And then um, uh, 
just describe ways to look for someone who is more aligned spiritually. So what would you say as far as like the unequally yoked, um, how a good way to define that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think just different points in your race towards the cross. Um, so I don't think that, I, I don't necessarily think like, oh, me being a Christian longer than my boyfriend means that we're unequally yoked, but it's yep. that pursuit and that dedication. Are we pursuing and dedicated to Christ at the same or similar level? Maybe not exactly the same, but similar. Are we pursuing Christ equally? And I think like, say me and my boyfriend were dating and church was a priority for me, but it wasn't a priority for him. Um, there's right. some unequally yoked there and that's going to create conflict in itself because I want him to go to church, but he doesn't want to go to church, you know? And that was always something that like, you know, was a big deal to me. Like I wanted to make sure that like me and my boyfriend, future husband, fiance, all those things, um, was wanting to pursue Christ. So unequally yoked to me is that not actually wanting to pursue or at that same level. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I do see, um, a lot of people get together like a, a more seasoned Christian with a baby Christian, mm -hmm. and sometimes their understanding is not as deep. So the relationship just isn't as strong yet. Right. I don't always always think that that is a bad thing, um, depending on sometimes God grows people a lot quicker than others. Yeah. Um, I've right. seen that time and time again, but then at the same time, I've seen baby Christians who, be, or people who became Christians in order to be with the person mm -hmm. that they're with. And then that person ends up, you know, falling off with their relationship. And then this person mm -hmm. who is dedicated to crisis left with, you know, someone who's a non-believer or someone that they're kind of just right. pulling along all the time and that creates conflict. And that's really, really hard. Right. And we're not supposed to, you know, we're not supposed to tie ourselves to non-believers. Like the Bible is very, very, um, uh, particular about that and clearly like lists out, like, what do, you know, what do we have in common with those people? Um, and like it was talking about in second Corinthians, I'll just, um, read it. It's uh, 2 Corinthians 6, 14. It says, I like the New Living Translation, but it says, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with dark with darkness? Mm -hmm. That's like a perfect example. Like you can't be on two ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. like you have to kind of meet in the middle, um, right. you know, on that same path, on that same journey. So one person isn't pulling you away, you know, and it's this battle mm -hmm. because typically if you're getting pulled away from the Lord, it, it's harder I personally believe it's harder to pull someone to the Lord than to be pulled mm -hmm. away from the Lord because our sin nature wants mm -hmm. us to go that way. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I think just being mindful of it. You don't have to be, like you said, 100% on the same page spiritually or yeah. be too Christian, Christians for 20 years, you know, oh, well, I've been a yeah. Christian my whole life. So I have to find someone that's been a Christian yeah. his whole life or else it's not going to work. Or right. I think a lot of times too, um, unfortunately, I've seen this where it's like, oh, well, their sexual history is X, Y, and Z, and I could mm -hmm. never marry someone like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, wait, are we yeah. actually um, looking at someone as a new creation in Christ? Or are we right. using our fleshly judgments to like pick apart someone? And so right. the whole notion of being equally yoked is like, are we running the same race? And are yeah. we going to be pushing each other closer to Christ as opposed yeah. to this like, 
push pull, as you mentioned. And yeah. just as a as an example, like Jake and I, my husband, he has been a Christian now for oh my goodness, I think he got baptized three yeah three years ago, so 2019, and he didn't yeah. start. He was not a Christian his entire life. Yeah, and I've been a Christian since I was young. Now, of course, I've had times where I've walked the other direction. And so I wouldn't say I've been a committed Christian my whole life, but I grew up in a um, loving Christian home and went to church every week. And Mm -hmm. um, my dad led Bible studies and my parents were very involved in the church. So like Mm -hmm. I saw that example, whereas Mm -hmm. Jake, his whole family came to Christ here recently. And so Mm. his, um, when we first started dating, it it did bring some challenges for sure where he had only been a Christian maybe a year, like a a Mm -hmm. devoted Christian follower of Christ. And I had several years under my belt. Now his rate of maturity was Mm -hmm. far beyond mine in terms of like his, like, I don't know, maturity per week was like exponentially higher than mine. Um, But in hindsight, we talk about it and we're like, that did raise some, like, there were a lot of challenges that we had. Yeah. Just how are we approaching our spiritual walk? And um, I looked at things differently than he did. And we have been open and shared that on the podcast previously and talked about how um, there was just a tendency for him to view uh, Christianity a certain way. And, and I mm-hmm. was viewing it a different way. And so we had to really reconcile that. But yeah. through that process, we are still running the same race. And so right. you don't have to be 100% aligned on everything. That's impossible. And, you know, right. no one's 100% aligned with anyone. But are you aligned on the importance of Christ in right. your life? And that's right. really important. Are there going to be challenges? Yes, there's going to be challenges in any relationship, yeah. no matter what the situation is with your spiritual mm-hmm. maturity. Um, but the most important thing is, are you running towards, like, are you running that Christian race? Or yeah. are you like the parable of the seed and the sower, are you on, Mm -hmm. you know, on that soil where the thorns just, just totally Mm -hmm. take over your growth because you're worried about the world and worried about the cares of life? Or are you on rocky soil? Are you in that fertile soil where you can grow and eventually grow together? Because in a marriage that truly does reflect Christ and the church, which is so cool how God created marriage um, to reflect Christ's sacrifice for the church. And so we're commanded, like it says in scripture, the husband is to sacrifice himself for his wife. So is that person mature enough in their faith to actually take those words seriously and apply them in the dating or well, courting relationship and then into marriage. So it's more, it's, it's nuanced for sure. It's not like a black and white thing, but it's important Mm -hmm. to think about. Yeah. No, a thousand percent. Yeah. And that, I mean, I I think like if you get the first two right, like you're really going to set yourself up for a successful marriage and you have to prioritize these things because I always have thought to myself, like anyone can get married, but remembering that 50% of people also get divorced. So you have to make sure that you're doing these two things and prioritizing. So if you have to wait longer for the person that God is going to place in your life, because you're not going to compromise with dating a non-Christian, if you are a follower of Christ and dating someone who's unequally yoked, where you're just not running the same race. And that was a early conversation, which was interesting. I was thinking about when you were saying like, you know, Jake, um, having different views than you on Christianity from his mm-hmm. background compared to your mm-hmm. background. And very similar with me and my boyfriend, he, his concern 
when we first started dating, like, he's like, what if I am not going to be a good enough spiritual leader for you? Because mm. I'd say like, I had been a Christian or mm -hmm. I have been a Christian my entire life. And he did, he wasn't like, he grew up mm -hmm. going to church, but that his own personal relationship was yeah. still newly being developed. And so he was like really concerned. So for him, he was, you know, throwing himself into like, just like books on um, like male leadership and how mm -hmm. like the man should be a leader, like under Christ and all these things and him just really wanting to pursue, like just to understand better because he didn't have that in his home growing up. Mm -hmm. And so for me seeing that pursuit and seeing that that was a priority where we were so dedicated in finding a church that was good for both of us. Cause I had been really, you know, searching for a home church and he was looking for one too. And we ended up finding one. And then like our relationship from there, because it became from the jump, it was so centered around Christ that mm -hmm. we were able to just grow in the same direction. And, you know, I did have some concerns like, okay, well, what if we do start growing at different spiritual mm -hmm. rates? Like what, what then, you know, right. and it's like having that discernment and then seeing that like Christ was leading us in the same direction. And then him being my like perfect opposite was also, <laughs> you know, made things like work so much better too. I mean, yeah. he just grounds me so much. I feel like I'm so much yeah. of a free spirit and he like yeah. helps me stay grounded. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, just like that moving in the same direction, running the same race to glorify God. And it's going to yeah. look a little bit different, I think for everyone. Um, but it's just like that where your heart is at and, mm -hmm. you know, God knows our heart and that's the biggest thing. Like, and I, we've talked about this before. You don't have to you know, be a pastor or like, you know, leading a Bible study or like a spokesperson or like all these things, mm -hmm. like, you know, God can work with what he is like, how he has created you. And he calls us all to different like areas to serve him. So I think that's something, you know, to keep in mind too. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, a couple more red flags, I would say gaslighting is one that I have personally dealt with. Um, I don't know what are some of your experiences like, cause just talking about like, Oh, not feeling like you're enough. I feel like gaslighting definitely comes mm -hmm. into play um, there. Yeah. Well, a huge red flag is when you can't, when communication is just off uh, completely. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. every relationship will have challenges with communication, but so gaslighting essentially is bringing a concern to the other person and then um, they will manipulate that and say, well, mm -hmm. you know, and completely get defensive and say, well, you, and then throw mm -hmm. back criticism, like, and then you start to question, like, maybe I'm insane. Maybe I'm crazy. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, ah. you know, yeah. and it really does. You start to question your own reality. And um, that is something that I have experienced and where you have this concern, like, hey, like this happened and it hurt my feelings. And that's healthy mm -hmm. communication. Like right. this happened. This is how I felt. And I'm sharing this with you so we can resolve this conflict and move forward. And, you right. know, tell me if, if how you feel, you know, et cetera, mm -hmm. and moving through your emotions and, and communicating that in a healthy way. And, and conflict is an opportunity to grow closer. If, if a, relationship is without conflict, there usually is like an avoidance of conflict issue. Um, mm -hmm. A healthy relationship does have conflict. And so yeah. it's just how do you resolve that conflict and move forward? Right. And so gaslighting? Absolutely. I mean, if someone is manipulating yeah. you and gaslighting you, that is something to be very mindful of and even talk to, I would say talk to a counselor or a therapist yeah. or someone who's professional who can 
who can diagnose that if you are kind of confused, like, is this happening? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because for me, I, I don't think I'm able to do that very effectively. I have to have someone mm -hmm. like outside, like an objective, mm -hmm. either friend or counselor help me yeah. kind of like, okay, what's going on? Um, and just making sure that you understand that huge breakdowns in communication early on in a relationship are a red flag like gaslighting. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. because it's not going to get, unless they're repenting from their sin and mm -hmm. really working on, which we all make mistakes, but unless they're okay. actually owning it and moving forward and repenting of their sin and actually trying to become more like Christ and display more of the fruit of the spirit and work on maybe their tendency is to get right. super critical or like throw things back yeah. at you. If they're not working on it themselves, then it's not going to get better. Like you are yeah. not going to be able to change someone. You're not going to be able to just manipulate the situation so that they right. no longer gaslight. Like they have yeah. to do that, the hard work themselves. So yeah. if someone is just not willing to make positive changes, if they continue to hurt you a hundred percent, like run the other direction, like it is yeah. destructive. And um, if you're questioning your own reality, that is not someone that you want as a husband. Yeah, or if you're yeah. a man, one is a wife. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like you were saying, it doesn't get better, especially if you're like dealing with these things early on, it doesn't get better. It usually gets worse as time progresses because that person becomes more comfortable with treating right. you a certain way and you're allowing them to treat you a certain way. Um, when you don't address these issues early on mm -hmm. and yes, yes, people are not perfect and people can change, but usually those come from more like deep rooted things. And I think that's something like to definitely consider with counseling and, sure. um, you know, and you get to choose whether these are certain things that you want to deal with or not yeah. too as well. That doesn't mean like, yeah. you know, just because you're dating someone and you decide to be in a committed relationship and then these flags start popping up, doesn't mean that you have to stay. Um, yeah. So I just, you know, I want people to really understand that. Um, yeah. Jealousy is a big one. I think that um, a lot of people deal with jealousy more so in the sense of insecurity. Um, everyone has insecurities a thousand percent, but the jealousy factor is something that I definitely have seen in um, just friends relationships um, in my life where they can't go and do things with friends or, you know, do yeah. things without their significant other, because there's this sense of jealousy, which is more mm -hmm. so stemmed from insecurity of like, mm -hmm. oh, well, are you cheating or are you checking out another guy or another girl or whatever? So mm -hmm. that's definitely like a big one. Jealousy and it, yeah. same as gaslighting typically gets worse as time goes on. It doesn't usually right. get better. Um, so just little things like that. I think jealousy is a big one that I, I, I notice that a lot of people deal with yeah. and it's just not something that, um, it's not a fruit of the spirit and it's not something that you should be, um, putting up with at all. Um, because yeah. that is also a deep stemmed issue for sure. And, mm -hmm. you know, people aren't perfect. These are things that people can work on, but I think that someone should be in an extremely healthy place before they enter a relationship with you, especially if you're in a healthy place. Um, cause mm -hmm. you got to do the work before you think that you're going to have a really healthy relationship. If you're not in a healthy place, right. you're not going to have a healthy relationship. That's just right. the reality. Yeah. I think jealousy a lot of times comes from control and that's, mm. um, for sure something that, need that is a red flag if someone is controlling in the dating mm. process dating yeah. the dating process is two individuals really seeing are you compatible for marriage right and if someone is already in the dating process um 
just demonstrating a lot of manipulation, a very controlling mm-hmm. of what you're doing and who you're seeing, yeah. all these different yeah. things. Obviously, there are boundaries you need to have in place in a yes. dating relationship, and we don't have time to like get into all of that. But yeah. um, you know, just for example, like Jake and I, we have just the, and this is marriage, so this is different. But we have the um, just common courtesy of like, if there's a text message or message between me and a man, I mm. will immediately tell him. So yeah. there's a hundred percent transparency. There's no reason, yeah. and that's just something we've established, just so we have those boundaries and you know we're just open and communicating and but there is a difference between that and just and being open versus like uh you're in a dating relationship let me see your phone you you know and like all of this pressure to um just like they need to know every single little thing that you're doing and it's like okay wait first of all we're not committed in relation in a marriage Um, we're dating right. to see if we're compatible for marriage, but that is an indication that they have a big insecurity with not being able to control you or what you're doing. And you do not want a controlling husband who is or no. wife who is going to be, um, like we said, it's not going to get better if they have those mm-hmm. tendencies. It's only going to be amplified. Um, and a lot of times that can turn into an abusive relationship mm-hmm. or a very controlling, manipulative relationship. So as yeah. individuals, you still are you have that freedom. Now, of course, you come together as one in marriage, but doesn't take away the fact that you're still an individual and you still are created first as a child of God. Uh, You're not just essentially like under the the control of your husband, every single little thing that you do. A lot of times the scripture is misinterpreted in that regard as far as Mm -hmm. um, wives submitting to husbands, which we've, mm-hmm. we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is not a control manipulative thing. It's actually mm-hmm. a protective, um, right. spiritual leader guidance, protection, right. sacrificing their life for their wife. Mm-hmm. So it's not a controlling thing. So I think a lot yeah. of times men can take that scripture out of context and use it actually to be abusive in a relationship. And that's a huge red flag. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. I've never really understood the whole, like, I'm going to go through your phone or vice versa. Like, you know, if someone's like nervous that they're getting cheated on or going, I was like, if that's even like an issue at all, that you feel like you have to go through someone's personal things, like, especially if you're in a dating relationship, like, and like you were saying, you guys have full transparency. You just let him know like, Hey, like even obviously you work with male clients and things like that too. So that is, you know, definitely important, but like for someone to be like, Oh, I'm going to go through your phone or let me see your phone. Cause I think you're lying to me and things like that. Like that is major yeah. red flag. I've seen so many friends go through that personally. And mm-hmm. I'm like, um, that is not normal. That is not natural. You guys need right. to work on some things just because I'm not trying to judge, but like, I think that that has become more normalized and that is not normal. That is not normal yeah. behavior at all. No. Um, no. I guess five and six kind of roll into each other. Um, mm-hmm. One pressures you to sin and draws you away from the Lord. Cause obviously if you're getting pressured um, to sin, you're getting drawn away from the Lord. So I think those are two major ones. If people aren't respecting your boundaries and respecting what God's boundaries are and what the Lord has laid out for what a healthy Mm -hmm. relationship is supposed to be, especially if you're not married. Um, that is extremely important. Um, if Mm -hmm. someone is pressuring you to sin, you're automatically going to be drawn away from the Lord because we know that our relationship can't thrive if the sin in our relationship is not being dealt with or sin in Mm -hmm. you know, our lives is not being dealt with. I think that's a major 
one that, um, you know, especially in the dating realm that we deal with a lot, um, it's just that pressure to sin. Um, it's just, that's a difficult one. Um, but just remembering that that's going to draw you away from the Lord. And when you put the first two at the top of your priority list, when you're dating, then all of that other stuff will kind of just fall into line. When you're dating someone who's equally yoked, when you're dating someone who's pursuing the Lord, your guys' standards will be the same, or they should be. Not that you won't be tempted or things like that, but you will have the same standard and you will know what, okay, this is God's standard and this is the standard that we live by. Not the standard that I made up, but the standard that God made so that we can have a good, healthy relationship with each other. Right, right. Well, and pressuring, that's that's one reason we put this as a red flag is your relationship with God is first and foremost the most important thing, not your relationship with this person. And so if they are pressuring you to sin, and mm-hmm. sin is separation from God, and if they are pressuring you to separate yourself from God, they're not following number one, which is God is the number one priority in their life or the relationship with their relationship with God and, and being a man of God, like we're speaking from experience dating, you know, the man that we are, we were dating or whatever it may be, if they are not actually actively working on being a man of God and displaying those, the fruit of the spirit and self-control and uh, pressuring you to sin, um, whether it be, I think a lot of times the biggest one is sexually and if they are pressuring you to go against your convictions, your Mm -hmm. boundaries, that is demonstrating a huge lack of self-control on their part and also um, a controlling manipulative nature on their part. So, you know, obviously there's mistakes made and there's grace and there's forgiveness, but if it's a consistent thing, that is a big red flag um, because, you know, if they are, if they cannot exercise self-control in the dating process, then it's not going, they're not going to be able to exercise self-control in your marriage. And I think a lot of times that's something that um, I've actually witnessed with a couple of individuals that I know who had a undisclosed or maybe partially disclosed pornography problem Mm -hmm. in their dating relationship. And then once they were married, it didn't go away. Um, It just worsened. And so if they don't have self-control and discipline and um, really tackling that issue, head on um, in the dating process, then there is not going to be any, it's not self-control isn't just going to appear out of the clouds once you're married. So it's just um, making sure that you are aware of potentially too a sin pattern that they have. And pornography is a huge one, especially for the male population, male and female. But um, I mean, the the statistics are just absolutely insane Insane. when it comes to pornography. Mm -hmm. So mm-hmm. if they have a persistent pornography problem in the dating relationship, yeah. you should take some time to not date and let them get healthy first before you proceed yeah. um, for sure. And, yeah. you know, there, not that there isn't grace and repent, repentance and forgiveness and progress yeah. and, you know, all kinds of things. Um, but that needs to be taken seriously because that is yeah. a huge, huge problem in our society and um, it's not talked about enough either. Yeah. Yeah. Actually back when I was in my early twenties, like on and off dated someone for four years who had a major pornography issue. And it really like, when I'm talking about my own self-confidence, it like just broke me down. It's something that, you know, something that my dad did address very, very early on. He talked to me and my brother about it. Like, 
he always told me like that is not normal behavior you do not enter a relationship with someone mm-hmm. who has a pornography problem sometimes it's hidden sometimes it's out in the open it seems like men are a lot more and women are a lot more open about it because it's almost like mm-hmm. a normal thing that is so not yeah. normal and destroys right. relationships but when me and my boyfriend first started talking like probably like a month or two months in I am like a very weirdly upfront person and I wanted to know not just his sexual history, but also like, do you watch pornography? Like, yeah. tell me when the last time you watched pornography, mm-hmm. tell me when, and like, and it wasn't like a, um, like me attacking him. It was like, if we're going to really pursue marriage. And we talked about that very, very early on in the beginning, like we are dating to see if we will be good for each other for marriage. I need to know, you know, he needed to know my sexual history. I need to know his sexual history. I need to know what struggles he has, what struggles I have. Like we mm-hmm. had a full discussion about it and, you know, praise the Lord. That's not, that's not an issue for us. Thank God. But like, yeah. I was very sensitive to the pornography aspect because I was mm-hmm. with someone who had a major issue. Um, mm-hmm. I've had friends who have, you know, they're in their relationships have major issues and it destroys marriages it destroys relationships it destroys confidence like it is all around just rotten and evil um and that's just something that you know a lot of people in the church deal with too and we do we skate past that issue yeah yeah and that's a major major problem that has to be addressed a hundred percent um and no shame in that but like how can we free someone from this and how can well not us but how can god free someone from that and having that open discussion i think just really opens the door for that as well absolutely yeah and there should never be any like if you're dating someone and they share this with you like love like thank you know thank them for sharing that because that is something that is so hard to share especially if you're a christian and you feel a lot of shame a lot of guilt um, but just to kind of go off what you said, Jake and I, we talked about all of that right off the bat, um, yeah. which I think is very important to do because if there is hidden sin, that will just really cause, um, yeah. like you said, you've experienced that yourself, just insecurity, division. I mean, and yeah. it is essentially pornography is che- it is cheating because yeah. you are just taking advantage of pe- images online or videos or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and those individuals. And so you're, yeah. it is a, it is a form of cheating in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, and so um, if someone is perpetually cheating on you, you should not be with them. And right. so if that is a perpetual sin, then that needs to be addressed before you continue in that relationship. Absolutely. And I'm very, yeah. um, very firm on that. I don't think there's many Same. exceptions and yeah. it can be very difficult. Um, very, you know, obviously if you're married, it's different for sure, right. but they need to right. get help and and um you know this is we're talking about red flags and dating for sure and that is a massive red flag for sure yes yes yeah especially coming from that experience i just i don't wish that upon anyone it is is awful um oh gosh oh my goodness yeah absolutely and just kind of kind of finishing up here with the last two that we wanted to talk about is these kind of go hand in hand i think Mm -hmm. um someone who you're dating who really has a hard time committing to you and mm-hmm. doesn't recognize your your value and your worth mm-hmm. and lack of commitment now of course there needs to be an ample amount of time to Im- date someone and get right. to know them and that depends um on your relationship and your situation if you're in college and you're younger and you know it might be in your long distance it might be three years if yeah. you are 
late 20s jake and i dated for a year before we got engaged um might look like that it might look like two years if you're you it just depends on the person i don't like when people say like you need to be engaged within six to nine months if you're a christian you know i'm like whoa 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 whoa. like let's slow down a little bit sometimes i think it does take one to two sometimes longer years to figure out if you are compatible now of course you don't want to prolong it um unnecessarily and so a red flag in that is if someone is having a difficult time committing to a relationship and committing to let's pursue marriage what is their end game is their end is their end goal to just have as much satisfaction out of this relationship and then Mm -hmm. jump ship as soon as something more appealing comes up or is it actually to pursue okay let's pursue marriage are we compatible for marriage because I don't want to date the rest of my, you know, thirties. I don't want to be a single person. Um, and so that is a huge red flag if they are not committing, especially off the bat, if they kind of are wishy-washy for months and months and months and months and months, a year of even being in a dating relationship, but then from there, like, oh, you know, five years passes and it's like, okay, what are we? demoralizing especially as a woman yeah yeah yeah. so not someone who doesn't recognize your value as a child of god and right that's okay if they don't recognize it they can move on with their life but you should not have to wait around for years and years and years on it for someone to commit to you yeah yeah i'm definitely like very (laughs) passionate about that in particular too because i've dealt with that personally and um yeah you know and i i know so many people have not just you know women i know men too but i think more so on the women's side because it is the man who takes that initiative of of of, uh being in a committed relationship with you and then that pursuit of marriage it's not like your women are going and asking men to marry them or traditionally speaking they're not and um you know and it is that like if you're not having those conversations or even that timeline of like okay like you know we want to date for a year be maybe engaged for six to 12 months and then we'll get married like having that plan because you know i don't want to be a like a like long-term girlfriend. Like I don't want to be in a relationship for five years and still be unmarried and then still dealing with, you know, um, like temptations and things like that. Like that is not what, like if you don't know that you are like, (laughs) I am so horrible. Like when I started dating my boyfriend, when we started having those discussions of marriage, probably about like six months in that we were like, really like, okay, we knew from the beginning we were dating for marriage, not dating, you know, just to mess around. But when we knew we're like, okay, like, you know, I think that we want to get married. That was like around six months. Right. We just started talking about that. And I was like, if you think that I'm going to wait around for years for you to decide if you marry, he's like, oh no. He's like, oh no, we're on the same page. Like, he's like, we're not like, he's like, we're in our thirties. We're not waiting years and years and years to get engaged. Like, you know, all those things that I wanted him to know because I had dealt with that before that I was like, do not think that I'm yeah. going to be waiting around even three years to even be engaged. Like, it's like right. just way too long for me being now 30 years old I just I told him and he was on the exact same page like you know and you know for some people like oh like you know maybe you're moving a little fast or this or that and I think everyone's gonna have their opinion but like I think when you know your relationship and God knows your relationship he's gonna move your timeline the way that Mm -hmm. he sees fit um but yeah but I made that very clear from the beginning I was like I'm not gonna be a girlfriend like for years I was like that's not happening Well, and also, I think most men that you talk to, at least most of the men that I've talked to, when they talk about their wives, 
and when they knew that they wanted to marry their wife, it was pretty early on, like within yep. a month. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. in the back of their mind, at least. Like, yeah, that's what not- he said too. Yeah. I mean, Jake told me it was like within two weeks. He was like, yeah. Or actually, I think it was like our first date, maybe he like had those okay. thoughts. And I'm like, what? I was like, yeah. I didn't think you were my husband the first date. Like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, like, you know, I think sometimes women, we come in and we have our guards up and things like yeah. that, like just from previous experiences. But yeah, it was very similar. When yeah. he met me, he was like, she's different. And I know that like, you know, that's right. like my wife. And I was like, oh, right. okay. Right. Right. <laughs> so Which I know there is some pushback on that. Like some people yeah. have the opinion that, um, I don't know, like, the when you know you know thing is total you know crap but i mean at least from our relationship and what jake has said about me he was like there was something different now that doesn't mean like when you know you know and there's fireworks yeah blah 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 and you know all these like god spoke to me or anything like that it's not like that but it's just like oh wow like this does feel like something i want to pursue and i think most of the time you know within a few months of this is something you want to um so that's just something to be mindful of and oh my goodness like the whole like not committing thing just like drives me insane because it is horrible majority of the time it's because they want to keep their options open and they have um they're addicted to variety and a lot of times what comes along with that is just either they're addicted to their dating app or they're addicted to pornography or whatever it may be and they're like there might be something new um And unfortunately, that's kind of the world we live in with social media and the doctored photos and, Mm -hmm. you know, pornography and everything. And so if if a man or woman cannot combat that, that is a huge red flag. Yeah, major, major, major. Definitely. Well, that is all we have for you guys today. This one was a super fun one. I loved it for sure. Um, But I hope you guys got some good takeaways from this. Um, Make sure you follow us on Instagram at the.freedompodcast. And um, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks for another episode. Bye. You guys.